All right, all right, all right. Hopefully everyone has had a wonderful day on the second day of October, this month of fall, pumpkin spice, apple cider, and a powerhouse month. And this is your one and only creamy dreamy, the Phoenix God coming to you after a long day of work to continue my conversation of the evolution of masculinity. Um, At this time, um, I do want to give acknowledgement to the fact that this is also the month of LGBT history. Um, So let's take time out to love and support each and every one and learn to be more considerate and sensitive to people's differences in lives. But continuing on, last time we discussed why men are the way that they are, historically what has made them the way that they are, and why it's no longer benefiting them and how they need to evolve so they can coexist with their divine feminine or their female partners. And continue on from the paper that I wrote when I was in school, um, one part that really stood out to me um, is really a man, and this was a quote in the paper that I wrote from an Anita Stevian in this article, The Conversation. Um, a man who is sexist can't be a woman's ally. So why do we continue to value masculinity based on sexism? And this is from The Conversation. Um, spoke so much depth and volume within this statement. Um, the article goes on to speak about societal stance on unfair stereotypical gender differences. Even though this outdated and restrictive model of masculinity actually makes men unhappy, it prevails because the culture at large continues to enable it. Anita Stevenson again. Man needs to start taking responsibility for the unhealthy and destructive behaviors that have gone without consequence for too long. Women no longer want to deal basically with you know, physical and emotional dissatisfactions, especially in this time and age, women are able to function, provide for their self. Um, and that is the point of where you have a lot of men that are feeling even more emasculating or feeling like they're not needed. But that isn't really how men should be functioning in the first place. No one should only be a provider or sex object. There's so much more to men that men don't even know, or maybe they've just been suppressing it. You know, as I've said many a times, men deserve to be loved. They deserve to be treated good um, and appreciated. Um, But their function has been so based on need um, that it's something innately passed down inherently from man to man. Oh, a man's supposed to do this and do that. Well, what happens when you don't need to be a provider? Do you run from a relationship or do you completely become emasculated? I don't think so. I don't agree. Um, For me, I feel like there's so much more. I mean, this is the time now that men can actually spend time with or some men have to really build better relationships with their children, to kind of teach them how to love in the way of a man, to be strong, to be supportive, but also be able to show love and that affection because you have these men that pass things down from son to son and it causes issues in relationships, you know? As much as women, especially nowadays, you know, adapt and say everything's okay or I just want a man to do this, a man with money, that doesn't make somebody happy. Any human being actually, truly, utterly wants somebody 
to not only satisfy them physically, but emotionally as well, too. And why shouldn't that be something that men have as well, too? It doesn't make you weak because you're hurt by not getting that attention. It doesn't make you weak to cry or desire deeper attention. When you prevent or abandon that, you're not able to resonate that in a way to your, your partner or your spouse or the feminine energy. And that's where evolution is getting to. We as men... Regardless of what way you live your life, if you consider yourself a man and, and you function in masculinity or things like that, you know, are no longer just needed for that provider or that strong or whatever. And, and nothing against men that are like that. But if you're choosing to be with someone, don't they deserve all of you and not half of you? And that's just kind of where I get to, you know. You meet, there's a big divorce rate, not just because of infidelity, because the root problem is there's something that's missing. And instead of taking the time to sit and discuss those things, people want to pacify each other with gifts and presents because they feel like that's what they seen their parents doing. Oh, anytime a man did something, he would just go buy something that would pacify things. But it did not. Because eventually, after all the gifts are gone, and the feeling is over of that rush of pleasure from receiving that gift, you end up still remembering all of that. So all you do is prolong the inevitable. And for me, I just kind of feel like there is a need for men. There is a need for masculinity because masculinity and femininity are two halves of a whole. These are things that are part of all of us as men, as women, as transgender people, as homosexual people. These are things that are in all of us. Some just function more than others because society has programmed us to believe that only women are supposed to function in a way. But we don't, you never see that. I know for a fact that I have grown up in a family where the women in my family were a lot more harder than the men or, you know, they didn't really necessarily show that. And that's my perspective. And I know they loved me. They were feminine. But it's like this whole thing of men aren't supposed to cry or men are supposed to only function this way. But you grow up and when you really think about it, you don't even see it like that. And so for me, I just kind of feel like even going on into my paper, this love affair and infatuation with men like the Gordy men, which was an article that I pulled from when I did my research paper um, on the hedonistic type of British male generally from the UK should stop. Um, as men supporting and holding your fellow men accountable in all actions allows healing from this lunatic type of mentality, therefore becoming a more mentally and emotionally balanced man. And the reason why I say that and I did that is because there is no surprise why women tend to live a little bit longer than men. And if you're fine with dying early because you just want life, you stubborn all that, that's fine. But if you're a person that wants the fullness of life, that really wants to have a healthy, coexisting life with women, with all people, then you have to address these inadequacies in, let me get my word right, inadequacies um, emotionally. Like, there's nothing wrong with wanting to be needed, I mean, or feeling like you need to be needed. And there's nothing wrong with feeling like you want something. But we all feel that. And to, to say that because you're a man or because you're a woman, 
that you have to function this way or whatever, that's outdated and that's old. And you're utterly choosing to possibly be lonely or forever go through um, in and out relationships until you open your mind up to change and compromise in a way that's beneficial to both. You're never going to be happy. You're just going to be being with somebody just for that reason or just you don't want to be alone or you're going to be alone and lonely because you don't want to change for yourself but ultimately so you can have a better relationship with who you are supposed to be with. And moving on, um, another conversation really focused on was not sitting so well with every man of society. A heated discussion has emerged. And this was years ago, but it's still going on in the sense of the criticism of an emasculation of men who no longer adequately meet the standards of what masculinity is. Makes for a very broad statement. And this is really talking about Men who are stay-at-home dads, men who are a little bit, you know, more feminine, but are heterosexual or just choose to not play the stereotypical role of what a man is, but they're still being there for their women and supporting their women and letting their women focus on their careers. Um, Depending on which perspective you take, masculinity being in crisis or the need for role change between genders, the environment and culture young ones are exposed to growing up leave big impressions on what type of person they become. And I just addressed that not too long ago. You are basically giving an example for your children to model themselves after. Of course, they're going to become adults and they ultimately have an opportunity to kind of decide who they want to. But nature versus nurture and things like that. Um, We all carry morals or different things from our childhood and stuff until we break free and grow and change and release those things. But this is where it all comes from. It is good to see more individuals opening up their minds to possibilities that everything told to them isn't always the whole truth. Men don't always need to be solely providers and protectors. Sometimes it's okay to share the responsibility. And that's the biggest picture. Like why kill yourself just to keep this image when you could share that? And you both can be happy. This to me is an emotional burden that all human beings have been playing for so long. And in all actuality, it wasn't always like that. When you trace ancestry in the history of time, women and men have switched roles. So why is it in these past generations and things like that, it's such a big issue? Um, And things are slowly changing. But when you look at the beginning of time, I mean, women have been hunters. Women have been leaders, kings and all of that. I mean, queens and all of that. And so it's like, maybe it's time to shift it. What works for each generation, I guess, works. But when you look at all these different situations and things like that, men, as I said, it's okay to be more involved in domestic activities at home, sharing a bigger part in the development of children. The roles of relationships should be equally shared because when they're not, it leaves an emptiness inside that after so long become hard to feel. And that's why you have a lot of children, a lot of people grow up and have intimacy issues or, you know, feel emasculated and things like that because they're trying to portray this role from their childhood that they feel is okay when in all actuality, find somebody that's going to love you for who you are. Find somebody that's going to give you what you need and you want. But also challenge yourself to step outside of yourself and look and see if the way that you've been functioning 
is actually, actually the appropriate way for you. If you want somebody to love you and do all this and do all that, then you got to exhibit the same things. I like being a provider, but I also know how to be humble. I know how to be submissive. And I'm going to get into a conversation on that a couple of podcasts later, because this is the thing we need to understand about submission and dominance. It doesn't have to be a gender specific thing, because learning to submit or learning to dominate um, helps, helps release and work through certain things that you aren't naturally doing. Or it can be a fun shared experience. But, you know, to each is their own. You know, for me, um, the last and final thing that um, I would touch bases on is most definitely, you know, a good outlet for, you know, your children and just giving them that better experience is supportive male initiatives. And that's a big focus that a lot of people in communities are doing now um, because there are a lot of young men that don't or are trying to break through or missing out on that guidance, that true example of what it is to be a man. But it's so much more than that. It's so much more to walk in your divine masculinity to understand that you have been portraying or perpetrating a role that has been nothing to you in your life. And it's nothing against anybody's parents or anything like that. But imagine the things that they had to do and they had to overcome just to be who they are. And a lot of things that they didn't even get to address. They just became stuck or they just accepted it. Now is the opportunity to really strive to be a better man, especially when it comes to the black community and things like that. Um, We have so much going on. There's so much going on in the world. And it's time Especially in the state of suffering, it's time to really show up and give love. There's a time to fight, but there's a time to love. And men have been going through so much. Women have always been going through so much, but we equally have been going through a lot of things. And what we don't need is these outdated stereotypes of what it means to be a man. When at the end of the day, A person really just needs somebody to stand by them, support them, and love them for who and what they are. And when a person is not getting that because people don't want to walk away from these traditions that really aren't benefiting them, they're going to find it elsewhere. And I am not condoning anything at all, but it is a time to evolve. It is a time to change. It is a time to let go. And with that being said, until my next time, I love you all, be kings, be queens, and be the leaders that you're created to be. But first you must start with healing. This conversation of masculinity was really just me just saying, there is value in being masculine, there is value in being a man, but we have to break through, we have to heal, we have to let that go just like women do, um, because it's gonna make us better. Why should we we be the ones that are pressured with being the sole providers? We need help as well, too. It's a 50-50 thing. If you want something, you got to be willing to give it. And to receive, you got to be willing to give. And as I end my show, as I always say, au revoir, ciao bella, adios, aslam alaikum, peace and abundance, which he blessings to you all. Take care of yourself. 
and have a wonderful day.